Hey guys, welcome back to Block Channel. We're back for episode 53, and we're back for the third episode of Season Freedom. And, you know, we've had a really exciting, you know, uh, queue of guests thus far, speaking with Preeti from True Story. We spoke to uh, Sean and his team from Urkel, who are building on top of Handshake. Uh, you know, and pre previously before that, we spoke to another Handshake developer, Tyshoon from Namebase. So sort of keep the ball going as we're sort of rolling along and educating more individuals on what the Handshake project is as it gets closer to fruition and the launch of the actual mainnet. Um, you know, we wanted to continue to br uh, bring on the developers who are kind of working very closely um, to have like the tools and infrastructure ready for the launch of Handshake itself. Um, so today I'm going to be joined by a gentleman by the name of Brian Soul, who's from a company called HN Simple, uh, which, uh, which was uh, uh, an offshoot of his previous firm, which was ENS Toolkit, um, building uh, um, you know, services and tooling on top of uh, the, the, the Ethereum name service. Uh, but now since he's also like begun like building work on top of uh, Handshake. Um, so, you know, of course, I'm joined with another one of my faithful co-hosts, Dr. Corey Petty, who's here to help me ask all the right questions and get all those good tidbits that you love. Uh, Corey, want to introduce yourself to the audience? What's up, guys? Dr. Corey Petty here, uh, host of the Bitcoin podcast, Security at Status, hashing it out. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Handshake, uh, uh, you know, all that big project and what it potentially has to do. So I always enjoy talking to like people who are doing things and making it a reality. Yep. And, uh, you know, Corey said it right. You know, we're trying to have the, you know, the movers and shakers on here that are actually building things to give you like real insights and to get real, like, you know, conversations from those folks. So, you know, without any other further wait, uh, Brian Soul, uh, filled with soul, I'm sure, soulful, ready to build on top of Handshake. Uh, can you uh, give us a breakdown on, you know, kind of like your background, uh, just sort of like how you fell into the greater crypto space, and then we'll go more into like kind of asking and picking questions about your firm and what you're working on. So I was always pretty fascinated by, um, I guess, distributed ledgers and Bitcoin, uh, but I had always been pretty uh, solidly uh, working towards um, just application development and, and pretty invested in the application layer. So, I mean, I, I had signed up for a Coinbase account in 2011 uh, I was always a big fan of uh, Bitcoin. I've got a couple of Bitcoin shirts in my closet, uh, but I um, I really started to wade in when um, when Ethereum made it much easier to um, kind of integrate the application layer into the protocol itself. So um, around the time um, my my last company uh, Rise got acquired by One Medical, and I uh, I had a very nice year there. Um, just kind of like you know, working uh, working on one medical technology, and I, while I was there, I was exploring, um, playing around with Ethereum, and uh, around my one year mark, the uh, the market started really going crazy, which was a strong signal to me that this was something that could uh, could be taken seriously by the world. Uh, so kind of a kind of a shelling point that like yes, everyone else is interested. This can be a really this could be a scalable platform for um, 
for distributed computing going forward. And so I really tried to tried to parse out what was so interesting about this and what kind of occurred to me is like there's there's this kind of this this new like distributed application stack that's being developed. So you've got um, you've got like the persistence layer, which um, is offered by things like Ethereum and Bitcoin. You've got um, distributed application store, which is being kind of uh, led by um, Protocol Labs, IPFS, and others. And then at the very top of the distributed app stack is the name service. And it just seems so obvious to me that this name service is like essential to have a fully distributed, deployed, uh, bulletproof application. So um, I started playing around with uh, ENS. Uh, it was very exciting to me. Um, but one of the things I noticed was uh, it was pretty difficult to register domains. Uh, you'd have to perform, I don't know, maybe like five contract queries. You have to come back after a period of time. You had to be a borderline engineer basically to reg register domains, which is probably might be similar to how it was to register like a .com or a .net, you know, in the mid 90s. I wasn't really cognizant of that at the time, but um, if you happen to have anyone on that's uh, very ex experienced in the early the early days of uh, the domain system, I'd love to talk to them. But uh, so I went out and I built a few things, basically to make it easier for people to uh, to get invested in distributed namespaces, i.e. ENS. Uh, I built a browser extension called ENS Gateway, which lets you resolve .eth websites. So basically, you can just type in like, uh, ENS toolkit.eth, and it will resolve our website uh, from the Swarm network in your browser, which seems pretty uh, important to me as far as uh, accelerating adoption. Uh, I created something called eth.show, which was um, basically a convenience gateway. So you can type in uh, ENS toolkit.eth and put .show at the end, and you can view it on any browser. Uh, so you can sh you can share these links on Twitter. You can view on mobile. Uh, you don't need to have uh, an, an integrated client to actually view distributed websites. Oh, that's and really the last piece of the puzzle, yeah, yeah, go ahead and yeah, type in. Look, there's a enstoolkit.eth.show. You can type that in right now and check it out. Uh, the swarm.eth.show, which is the, the homepage for the Swarm network, which is similar to uh, IPFS. Uh, yeah, that's really cool. And we're... Uh, I'm uh, chatting with some people at um, the EF about kind of making this project uh, more scalable and well-known. I'm very excited about that, including That's the guy awesome. who made uh, Dot Two for the Onion Network. So we're all going to join forces on that. Awesome. And so, so, so basically, you just you've got a really, really you know strong you know uh, understanding of just the overall general decentralized stack as a whole, kind of like what each of these primitives are going to bring. And now, right now, you see like naming as the the last, like one of the last pieces of the puzzle, essentially, um, that really needs to be done well. Um, so it seems to me it's as literally if you the point of entry. Yep, yep. And and, and you saw ENS, and so like what's um, uh, but I guess before we dive into like what you're doing, like what uh, what other sort of like shortcomings are available, like 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 or are, are persistent with like the ENS? Like where do you think that there are improvements that like need to be made? Well, I think, um, like, as with all name services, really the greatest hurdle here is a user experience. And you, in my opinion, um, as, like, protocol-level developers, we need to be really cognizant of the uh, 
um, the kind of attention poverty that most people have. It's mm-hmm. a very competitive market for people's attention. So we need to be very realistic about how much effort are they going to put in to learn how to resolve domains, um, you know, learn new conventions, do this and that. Um, people are very well trained to just type in um, just a, a string and a, a TLD, like a name and a, so like whatever.com. Um, if we can get it as close to that and they don't even have to realize that there's a difference, like that's, that's going to, that's going to be a big win for everybody. So, yep. Yeah. So, so that'll probably lead us into kind of discussing, um, you know, more about like your firm. Corey, do you want to hit them? Yeah. I want to know like, what, what is it? What do you, what do you, what exactly are you doing as it involved handshake? I mean, the handshake has a lot to do with how people get interacted with like this distributed naming system, but what are you bringing to the table? Cause it's, it's, that, that's a really broad ecosystem. What are you doing that's impacting that ecosystem and why is it important? Yeah. So the thing that I like talking with Steven and the rest of the uh, people in the community, it became apparent that there was a great opportunity to kind of help build out the mobile component of, um, of Handshake. And I actually cut my teeth as a running a development shop in Austin, Texas for four years doing mobile. So it just seemed like such a perfect fit. We, uh, we've been hacking away on something we think is going to be really special. And uh, yeah, hopefully when Handshake comes out, there will be a full complement of uh, handshake coverage for all platforms. Um, you know, we'll have the, from the, the daemon to a convenience gateway, everything in between. And uh, there'll be no excuse for it just to run at a hundred miles an hour. That's what I What's, mean. Like, it, like it's, that's the, like the difficult part of this is that it needs to be um, useful on the tools that people already use. So how are you like building stuff and getting it integrated into things that people already use? Or do we need to build a whole new browser system and get, then get people to adopt it? That's kind of the issue with ENS right now, right? Like no one's using ENS unless they know how Ethereum works, but we're trying to build something that is useful in the general browser space so that like nothing really changes on the end user perspective, but like the back end and how things work and how people get paid for holding domains changes drastically. Yeah, I agree. I think I think one of the, one of the things that are on, on our side are like there's a notion of like compounding interest of money, but I think there's also a notion of compounding interest of product development, and it mm-hmm. may seem like we're getting like four percent on our existing small amount, but like as more and more developers become aware of it, like we'll just hit this inflection point where it's like, oh, we're an overnight success. But actually, we were working on it for like three years, and uh, we laid the foundation. But I just think, with uh, you know, with like Brave Browser, they're very forward-thinking. They could potentially be a leader for the rest of the industry, um, for people to contribute things back up chain to um, to Chromium. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the creative chaos. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to take a similar sort of trajectory that and, and, and move much at a much faster pace, very similar to like Web3 browsers happen, right? So, you know, the first really, really big Web3 browser was Cypher browser, right? Because it was just so seamless. It was built like on a sensible stack, you know, it was built in a native manner by like Pete Kim, uh, who now like, you know, has been acquired by Coinbase and which has now become the Coinbase wallet. And then, you know, since then, you've had Brave, you know, move into coming into Web3. Binance bought a Web3 wallet. Uh, Opera is a Web3 wallet now, et cetera, et cetera, right? So it's like as these like integrations make more sense to connect to these different, you know, components and stacks um, that are present in like, you know, decentralized Web3, Web um, you know, these, these guys are going to slowly like make the transition. Uh, and the great thing about, you know, Handshake 
uh, is that, you know, a lot of these toolings are, you know, built and derived from the original like Bcoin code base. So as far as like modularity, um, you know, uh, extendability, that's all there. Um, but, you know, but also like the ease of integration um, is, is, uh, is far more simpler. Uh, you know, just, it's, it's almost as if the same like level of like overhead, um, you know, as this, you know, as uh, um, uh, supporting like a forked asset. Right. Um, so, so, so ideally, you know, what we're coming to the table for with all these tools and with Brian, you know, focusing on mobile is that, you know, we will have the core infrastructure, whether it is, you know, means to resolve names in a more seamless way for consumers, whether that's through browser extensions or other desktop wallets and like, like clients that are more easy to use and more like kind of like one click ready for users, uh, whether that is like Trojan horsing, you know, like the mobile environment right through, you know, mobile clients like, uh, you know, what Brian's working on. So I think it'll be, you know, kind of like a transitionary phase. You'll have the fast movers and folks like Brave and et cetera. We also have like in the actual handshake, um, uh, um, like Telegram group itself um, for the greater community. You know, very early on, we had representatives and still have representatives from like Microsoft, um, some individuals from the Google Chrome team um, that have been investigating. So, you know, uh, and if you can look into different, you know, initiatives by like Google who are looking to move to like, you know, remove web URLs as a whole. That's an initiative that they, you know, announced within the past few months, um, you know, and kind of like helping to like modernize the web more. I think everyone's mindset right now is Web3, Web3, alternative decentralization, privacy and complete completion of that stack. And it just takes, you know, a good group coming along, particularly, in my opinion, the handshake teams um, to come along to really deliver that. I couldn't agree more. And I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited that you're kind of helping coordinate all these these parties. It's it's oh. it's, a, it's a wonderful time when like your 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 effort you put in can go so such a great distance and I'm really uh, happy to be a part of it at this point in time. Yeah, it's nice to work with like like-minded individuals who you know it's, it's great because when we sit around and we talk about handshake, right? You know, especially like when you and I first met, it just we all had this sort of collective aha moment and you feel it and you know that we're onto something like you know really big and it's great that we've been able to piecemeal out the different infrastructure needs that handshake will need. Right. We've got someone handling the API services, client libraries, education, uh, block explorers, someone else hand handling like KYC, AML, you know, based like exchanges, tooling, that education on that end. We've got, you know, Brian's team working on mobile development. We've got other folks working on, you know, client specific libraries and other open source tools and modules, wrappers, things like that. Da -da -da -da. So that out of the gate. If you're familiar with, like, you know, for instance, Bitcoin, the Bitcoin ecosystem or like Bitcoin development as a whole, we should have, for the most part, each of the major components that you would need to, you know, chop up a quick POC, play around with the network without getting frustrated um, and see whether or not Handshake is the solution for you to integrate in your Web3 stack. I'm kind of curious, like, I think what's missing, because I, I know that you guys spend a lot of time talking about what Handshake is going to do and how it works. Um, but for like the the everyday person, maybe even like the everyday uh, crypto person, what does it mean for them? Like, how do they have like what would they use this for to integrate into whatever project they're trying to do, or even like a different peer group, or like just the average user who may want to buy a top level domain that's their last name? How could they use that? What could they do it for? Like, how is this enabling them to do something different that's that's uh, doesn't exist today? Yeah, I mean, there are some really uh, there are some unique components of um of like the decentralization of things, including this theme space, I think there's um, like one, if, if we can make it possible to just to deploy, um, deploy a full, like an app in the full stack and just kind of go hands off and just live it on, let it live on its own. I think that's really cool. There's like this oh yeah, interesting securitization of uh, DevOps that's kind of occurring. So like if you can, 
if you can purchase a name, uh, prepay for a certain amount of time, um, have it point to, say, a distributed asset in IPFS. Uh, say you uh, Filecoin is launched by then and you you post payment for like the next, uh, I don't know, say you go crazy and post payment for the next 100 years or something. Uh, and then you can just point it to that asset, go hands off, and maybe you can have an asset just live on its own on a, a super long timeline. Maybe you can make like a memorial website to someone who's passed away or something like that. I, I, there, I think there's so much creative chaos to this securitization of, of the app layer. Like, I don't even know what people are going to do with it. Uh, yeah, that's kind of cool. Like, I, I, I see that too, because there's a lot more, it's, it's more generalized than saying like resolving to a specific web page, right? When you think about uh, like uh, domains and, and names, what they, what they tend to do is resolve to some web page on the internet. And what people are building now is much more broad than that. It's much more generalized than that. So you think about what ENS can do. E ENS, uh, like take for instance, like status implemented usernames for status using the e ENS naming system so that you have a public, public way of looking up someone's uh, contact code. And there's a lot of other things you can do to resolve to, maybe an IPFS hash that something's hosted on. And there's a lot of things you can do outside of just point or resolving to a web page. I go to like, you know, someplace.com it goes to the web page I'm, I'm associated with or like i'm trying to get to but i'm trying to like think about all the other things you can do with a naming system that resolves to a much more broader broader eco ecosystem of course and i so think I can that's, give what, you, that's what this can does give you another example um so you know another, another really good thing that handshake's good at right aside from naming in the namespace and you know like decentralizing like the root anchor access you know kind of replacing certificate authorities as a whole right so, you know, with Handshake, your certificate authority becomes like the server that you run the full node on or a light client on that exists in like, you know, in your basement, on your computer at home, etc. whatever. Fantastic, right? Which is all well and good. And if that actually goes according to plan, you know, we'll have a much more uncensorable web, right? We'll have a lot more privacy online. Um, you know, we'll also be able to bridge individuals uh, around the world who have a lot of blocks from like, you know, kind of like the DNS resolution layer, uh, specifically for major ISPs, federal governments, things like that, that bar you from accessing these sites. So we have the, you know, the accessibility to be able to bridge those people in. That's great. That's only one major part. Um, you know, we, you know, and as time's going on, you know, we're slowly seeing like other use cases emerge that come outside of naming, right? There's a lot of interesting things that you can do with names. You got your names, which, you know, your online names, identities, real identity, pseudonyms for like online profiles, access, things like that. Um, but one of my most like interesting and one of the most exciting use cases that I've seen thus far is kind of like universal like name resolution. So, you know, you can have like in your like, domain specific like data store in your namespace on um, uh, 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 on Handshake itself, you know, you can store, you know, a map of, you know, your username, your email, your uh, your Ethereum address, your Bitcoin address, your Zcash address, etc. Basically, room exists in this namespace for you to be actually like store other unique data, too. Um, so if you wanted to, for instance, send money to Brian, Corey, and you wanted to send him to his Zcash shielded address, um, but all you knew is his name on Handshake, you could do that. Um, as long as your, you know, client supported it and, you know, he supported sending of like shielded addresses, you know, if it, if it supported, you know, uh, 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 um, uh, sending like, uh, also like assets to like, you know, Ethereum or Bitcoin, et cetera, like you can basically use the handshake system itself as a means to resolve all your different payments into one place. So just like you can map an ETH address to an ENS name, right? Uh, which is great. Uh, but you can also map a Bitcoin address, a Bitcoin cash address, a Zcash address. And so, like, you know, it's, it's it's interesting in the sense that you can use this decentralized namespace to, right, 
to keep something, you know, in perpetuity forever, very similar to how, you know, Brian, you know, says, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, keeping up memorial websites, keeping up things that are important and that, are, that need to stand the test of time and give them the capability to be able to do so. And, you know, when you couple these, um, you know, projects with other interesting things like, you know, off-chain access and like, you know, like, like payment channels, when you couple that with like IPFS, right, and other like decentralized registries, you can start doing a lot of interesting things. Uh, where you can, you know, utilize, you know, the decentralized nature of the public blockchain, uh, while at the same time, you know, doing more basic, similar, like Web2 like interactions, building on top of more traditional Web2 stacks, uh, where you can slowly piecemeal out and decentralize over time. So implementing like universal name addresses, you know, eventually like utilizing like decentralized file storage, eventually like eventually we'll have everything we need to experiment across this entire like application layer to make it as seamless as we can. Then yeah, here's I, a question I'm for that. about social proof developing. Yeah, like sorry. Brian, like, for, for, sorry, I, I wanted you to continue there. But like when you're done with that, I want to know what's unique about mobile development with respect to all of that. That's great. That's what you're a part of. So I want to know, like, what, what, like, your expertise, your domain knowledge, and why it's important there. After you answer, like, after you go on, what, what, what Mackie just said. Well, okay, we'll put a, a pin in social proof. Uh, yeah. So, so there's some things that I, I think about when doing mobile. So, like, one, it's even a greater exercise in user experience because the uh, engagement times are even more bite-sized than on desktop. Um, so we. We go, in, we go in with that in mind. I, I spent a, a lot of time on growth teams and doing conversion optimization here in uh, SF. Uh, so I tend to stay very cognizant of even the um, kind of the metric oriented side of like just empirical evidence. Like are people really are people really onboarding? Do we need this extra step? How can we make it easier? And I think another component mobile is like, how can we make it fun? So um, how can we let people do something really cool? Like they download the app, um, maybe they can do one of the functions, deploy something, connect to their friends, do this and that. Um, we're, we're really moving forward with the mind to that. Yeah, if there's anything we can do to really help people get set up on their mobile device, if there's any configuration we can do, if we can maybe point to um, like a Handshake DNS server or something like that, if we make it really simple to do that on their phone, we want to be a point to help get people onboarded onto Handshake on mobile. So. There's also kind of like our duty and responsibility to help the greater project there by, uh, you know, helping uh, local device configuration at all possible. So presumably like someone could like read about Handshake, get excited about it, download the app, then they could have their mobile phone configured and they can be playing with Handshake within like a minute. That's our goal. Yeah, man. There's a lot of cool stuff you can do there. And and, and the way you like, and, and like you said, like mobile devices are an incredibly ubiquitous entry point for a lot of people to start playing around with something and if you could if you make it easy to them to access this technology in a way that's like decently intuitive or gives them new functionality they didn't have then you have you have quite a bit of adoption very excited about this um should we go back to social proof i think we were talking about the yeah. applications and i feel like uh i was at the uh, the ENX, ens workshop in london and we worked on this project called uh, pina colada and it was just uh, mm. a fun project to kind of like um experiment with like, like how can we how can we kind of implement uh, like pgp parties to uh to the blockchain so like say you have uh, an address you have a ens address or a handshake address um if someone is sending money to that address or they explicitly say this is my friend we're connected like you can start to see like a, a social web develop so if you um if your friend says Hey, can you send me 10 bucks for that pizza or whatever? 
you know, send send money to briansoul.eth or you know brian.soul. Um, then when it when they pop, when they pre-populate that into a the mobile app, they can see, oh, this address has a bunch of uh, incoming payments or connections to it. So there's there's less of a worry that this uh, this is like a scam address. They they know by the social connection and the social proof on chain based around their their uh, their domain that this is the right person. So I'm very bullish on identity and namespace. Would you say is like a you know fairly decent kind of like lesson learned that you've picked up through you know one seeking and getting excited about the application layer and naming on ENS and then kind of looking at what Handshake is doing? What is something that we can kind of leave the audience with that you've kind of like picked up uh, along the way? There's like this dichotomy between people that have, like crypto people that have heard about this and are educated they just get so excited about it and they're like 100% ready to, to jump in and start using distributed namespaces. And um, I'm, I'm just excited for this to, to go out to the greater, the greater populace. Cause I don't think, I don't think the normal, the regular person is aware how big it's going to be. Uh, so and another, another thing I would say is uh, it, it could be interesting to kind of look at the value that, people got early on in the DNS system by accumulating a portfolio. And maybe if you're interested in playing around with it, you're a hobby or some a hobbyist or something, you know, just grab a couple domains. You know, it could be a you know, it could be a nice little uh, payoff for you. Um, presu presumably you'd like to build something cool with them, something like that. But um, if you are if you're bullish on these uh, these protocols uh, I wouldn't sit by and idly wait around. I would uh, jump in, start playing with it, register some domains. If you want to jump in with us and start uh, coding with us, we're always happy to talk to, you know, interested devs, part-time people who just want to, uh, you know, do a, a couple commits a month. Uh, we're more than happy to give out meaningful equity for, uh, you know, people that may have uh, other arrangements or something. Um, we just we, we're uh, we're obviously not a token-based org, but um, you know one thing we try to do is we try to emulate how anyone can kind of like get a piece of these general protocols and be invested in it and be a part of it. We try to welcome anyone that wants to contribute to what we're doing and help the greater ecosystem. So if you're a dev that wants to get involved, uh, just shoot me an email at brian at ethsimple.com, and you know we'd happy to have you on, meet the team, and you know, help us make a handshake a reality. Yeah, man. If you're if you're a developer and you're looking to sort of like looking for a new hot project to hop on that has like a lot of like widespread implications, especially if you've been looking into, um, you know, handshake and sitting on the sideline. Brian's definitely the one to hit up. I mean, can you give us some? Can you give us some website links or um, some any other uh, information to like kind of follow and learn more? Yeah, I mean, right now you can check out uh, enstoolkit.org. Mm -hmm. That's got a uh, links to all our projects. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, go ahead and give me an email. There's the uh, the Telegram group, which you can find at uh, enstoolkit.org. And if you want to view the site on the Swarm network, the distributed website, go ahead and hit and hit enstoolkit.eth.show, uh, and you can view it right now. Fantastic. Tell you what, man, we, I'm a I'm super pumped about like 
getting involved, getting a dot petty and consolidating all this nonsense that I have associated with all these different projects into a single place. Yeah. Identity for everyone. Yeah. Like <laughs> true, I, I, that's true, a big thing true, for me. And, and, true ownership, and, not Facebook identity. Yeah. I, that's a big thing for me. I, mean, I work at status. So of course it is, but like, <laughs> I, so, uh, so I guess, um, uh, Brian, um, yeah, when you you know come on and you make that final decision on kind of what your handshake specific name will be, whether that's HNS Toolkit, HN Simple, HNS Simple, um, you know, we will uh, we'll, we'll put your ENS stuff kind of in the show notes for everyone, um, you know, to to check out. But if you if you come up with kind of like your, your finalization and whatever new domain that you'll have, um, you know, I'll make sure I include that too, so everyone can stay up to date. Uh, and, and as well as any other links too, if you feed those to me, I'll share them with everybody so they can stay on top of what you're doing. All right, I got the scoop for you. Oh, perfect. Well, thank you very much, Brian. I appreciate all of your you know discussion and taking the time today. And again, you know, I appreciate your assistance with the Greater Handshake community. You've been you know a major asset in like helping us get things out off the ground and help build like a healthy rapport to kind of get the social governance of everything off the ground. And, you know, again, thank you so much. And uh, you will get together in the city here real soon. And hopefully we'll all be really excited about Testnet 3 in the next coming days. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, pleasure talking with you guys. Pleasure to meet you, man. Yeah, have a great day, buddy. Make it do what it does. Just don't fuck it up. 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 Yeah. You fucked your money up. Now you can't re-up. There's better ways to get your cheese up. But shift the keys, got your G's up. Uh, sweet Lord, sweet Regis. Everybody want to be a millionaire. Looking at your bank account, see a billionaire. But you don't want to leave for the lease up. Yeah, I know the plug won't call no more. And your girlfriend heated because the heat's off and it's cold out. It ain't fall no more. Duck your heads from the feds and your breads like your legs if it's broken.